Welcome to Outspoken, a podcast for social change where we talk about current events and how they relate to interpersonal violence and abuse. Outspoken is a project of the Hayes Caldwell Women's Center located in San Marcos, Texas. If you or someone you know has experienced abuse and is seeking support, services, or needs more information, links to resources can be found in our episode description. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the views of their organizations or affiliates. Welcome back to Outspoken, a podcast for social change. I'm Kiara. I'm Megan. And I'm Hema. And today we're talking about music. Yes, we're going to talk about like all the different bops and bangers. Now I have a question <laughs> for y'all because when I was in high school, um, like the word, you know, for songs to refer to it like a good song was a bop. But now I've noticed that like banger is coming back. I don't know what y'all used when you were like in high school or something. They didn't use either one of those words when I was in high school. What? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't even remember what we called them. Maybe they used bangers. Hits? But yeah. Hit? Am I am I making that up? No. Because I remember now like, that's what I call music. Yeah, like now that's what I call hits. music. That's immediately what I was thinking, the CDs. Yes, a big throwback. <laughs> a big throwback. I remember throwback. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, this, this mm. slaps. <laughs> People call them that? Yeah, well, I mean, like, this song slaps. Oh, I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, but I'm anyway, um, so the whole reason we're, like, doing this episode was because I had, like, a giant realization. And, like, I mean, this song has been out for, like, ever now. But at the time, it was my nephew's favorite song. And we're talking about um, Stay by Justin Bieber and Kid Lori. That's, like, his ultimate, like, favorite song. He, like, goes crazy when the chorus hits. But I never actually paid attention to the lyrics or anything until after. And I think I mentioned it to Kiara, and I was like, yo, like, have you listened to these lyrics, like, this dude is like gaslighting the everything at about like whoever this person is with. And then after like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, am I like not supposed to like let my nephew listen to this? I mean, he's like six. He doesn't even understand. Like, is he even listening to the words? Like, he's just like bopping around to the chorus. And then I just kept thinking about like other things. It's like, how many other songs am I listening to that like, I don't like, I'm not actually like paying attention to what they're saying. And so yeah, we decided to just go ahead and look like in their playlist and see if we had like any other songs that we thought were maybe mm-hmm. like red flags. Um, I personally found a few. I don't know if you would like to share one of your songs. The first song that came to the top of my head that's very similar to that song Stay um, when you listen to the lyrics. And if you really listen to the lyrics, then you're sort of right away of like, this isn't okay. Um, is Jealous by Nick Jonas. I remember when the song first came out, which I still love that song and I still listen to it a lot, but like, it's pretty straightforward. Like the whole chorus is like, it's my right to be hellish. I still get jealous. Like the whole point is just, um, I don't like the way this person's looking at you. I'm starting to think that you want him too. Um, All of it is just normalizing the fact that like, he feels jealous, which is normal. Jealousy is a normal human emotion, right? Like the problem isn't that he gets jealous, but it's like the fact that he's like, it's my right to act like this mm-hmm. because I get jealous and I don't want other people looking at you. Um, and sometimes I listen to it and I feel a little bit guilty, but at the same time, like people write songs for a reason that 
even though it's, they write them because it's relatable. We still live in, like, even though we're working towards having healthy relationships and we want everybody to have healthy relationships, unhealthy relationships in, like, toxic relationships or relationships that are complicated and you don't really know what's going on, it's still relatable. That's why people write the songs. So yeah, I think that when we listen to the songs that as long as we don't take the things that we hear in the songs and then use it as a way to justify whatever we're doing because we think it's normal, then it's okay. But I think not every, I mean, I know not everybody has the jobs that we have. Not everybody's going to think like, I hear this and I know it's not okay and I'm not going to do it. They could just see it as like a, okay, somebody else feels the same way that I do too. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's okay for me to act like this or treat somebody like this. Yeah, I know I'm definitely guilty of not really paying close attention to lyrics. I tend to like have music playing in the background when I'm doing something else. So this episode, you know, gave me the opportunity to look a little bit uh, harsher, I guess, at my playlist and look at the lyrics and kind of see that, yeah, it does. Like you won't even realize it, but then you are hearing uh, songs that have pretty unhealthy relationship behaviors. Like I'm looking at the lyrics of this uh, stay by Justin Bieber. And uh, I mean, he's basically just blatantly saying, like, I'm telling you these things knowing I'm not going to change. I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm saying this knowing that I'm not going to change my behavior and I'm just using it as a way to get you to stay, which we see in real life too. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's like, it's, I'm a problem, but uh, stay with me anyway, please. I'm not going to change, but please stay with me. <laughs> exactly. And it's relatable, but it's also like, how are we looking at this? Like, are we looking at this relate because it's like, I've been there and, and you know, I can relate. Or are we looking at through the eyes of like, I'm I'm the same as him and I'm doing the same thing. And because he's singing about it, it's okay. And I think that's why it's so important to have conversations with young people because are they getting like, which, how are they relating to this is kind of where I always land. Yeah. But it's also, I see the benefit of it, an additional benefit of people writing music like this, not only because it helps them express themselves and get out what they're feeling. Yeah. Um, and it also lets other people know that you're not alone and feeling the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's music for when like maybe your heart's broken or you're upset or you're angry or you're having some emotion and you're laying at home, like listening to music because you want to get the feeling out or you're driving in your car and you want to get the feeling out. So I see the benefit of it in that way, too, of just like, absolutely, it makes you feel that nobody It kind of reminds you that you're not the only one feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah, you're not alone in that experiencing relationship heartache. Right, that people can listen to music and be like, I'm not gonna people who listen to like the first song that came to the top of my head was like Eminem, which I don't, I think he still makes music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really <laughs> listen to Eminem. I know that he's not in his prime anymore. Um, what do you what mean? He's going to come out in the Super Bowl. Is he? Yeah, well, there's he also is. a lot of I'm other excited. people that are also going to be on the Super Bowl true, that are like are from around the same time. So yeah, yeah. clearly it's like a nostalgia thing, I think. I don't know. I'm not I'm not watching the Super Bowl. If you are, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that I don't understand sports. So that's why I'm not watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but he has, I think it's called Kim. That's about his ex-wife. Um, and it's, he's 
doing something incredibly violent and abusive towards her and the music. And there may be some people who listen to that and see it as like a way to justify treating other people that way. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of also like the violent video game conversation that people have of like, I can listen to this or I can play this game and it doesn't mean I'm going to go out and do it. I'm just listening to it or I'm just playing the game or I'm watching the movie. Um, So I know that there are people out there that like, I know that this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be some people who do think it's okay because they're listening to it or watching it or playing the game. I don't know. And yeah. I feel like after you make the realization or, like, you know, that thing, like, pops in your head and you're like, oh, wow. I don't know. Like, when I was looking through my playlist, it was, like, overwhelming because then it was like, okay, well, then what kind of content can I consume without feeling, like, guilty? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I don't know. It kind of, like, low-key ruins it. But also... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, what are yeah. you supposed to do? And it's like, what do I do about it now? Do I like just like not listen to music at all? Or like, I'm not going to make my own music. Like, I'm not a singer. But yeah, it was yeah. just like a little overwhelming. But I definitely see why like it's like a problem. Well, but, and there's yeah. a reason, like, I think kind of like what Kiara says too. Like, there's a reason that music is popular and it's because it's so relatable. And I think that kind of speaks to like how many people, um, you know, have had relationships where there are behaviors that are unhealthy i mean there's also positive music out there too like let's i don't want to say like there's some i've listened to songs before and felt very inspired and uplifted and yeah you know i have i've actually been uh i've been playing this really sappy like love song over and over <laughs> lately but um simply the best <laughs> by fox and hound but <laughs> but yeah there are you know it's not all bad out there um and even no. if it and, you know and and even if you do enjoy it some of them are bops <laughs> <laughs> the unofficial title maybe the official title bops and bangers of this episode bops yeah. and bangers. <laughs> this it reminded me of i won't i mean I won't say who went with me, but I did some karaoke with other prevention educators a few years ago. Um, and we joked about doing problematic karaoke because at the time we were doing a lot of like the work that we were doing was we do media literacy work. And one of the sessions that a lot of us were doing was talking about music with young people and breaking down the lyrics and music. And we kind of had that same feeling of like, these songs that we all know and love and want to listen to kind of have these problematic lyrics, but we can break these things down of why it's not okay. So then we ended up doing like problematic karaoke. And then we started adding in some other songs that weren't as problematic. And I guess this time frame by the actual song will sort of give context for it. And one of the other songs that we did was What Do You Mean by Justin Bieber, another Justin Bieber song. <laughs> but we were looking at the lyrics as they were on the screen. And we're like, this actually is like kind of a good song of like, this person's like, I don't really understand what you mean. Like you nod your head. Yes, but you want to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to be in this relationship or not. Like, tell me what you want. What do you mean? And that's a good thing. Like how many times I had heard that song on the radio and didn't think like, this is a song about healthy communication. And I yeah. never thought about that. And I like it. Yeah. And relatable. Cause how often in relationships, like are people not keep, you know, not sure how to communicate like what they mean. And you are left, left wondering, like, I know I've had, you know, conversations with my friends where they're like, you know, what is, what are they thinking? Or what are they, you know, what does this mean? And too often we'll go to our other people to ask, what does this mean? instead of the person. <laughs> say, yeah, right. <laughs> what does this mean? Just tell me what or you mean. Or get on the, an internet message board and be like, <laughs> here's a whole story about a conversation I had with somebody. I see that on Reddit all the time. Right. 
on like relationship <laughs> advice, which is nice to get advice from people because it gives you a different perspective. But it also is like in another perspective you need is of the person that you're having this conflict with. Mm-hmm. So circle back around and do that too. Dang. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the songs I listen to aren't much like, well, yeah, I guess they could be red flags. Like I remember the first, first song that I could like when I thought about this episode aside from the Justin Bieber song, was, like, the Bruno Mars Grenade. And that was, like, a Mm. huge song when I was, like, maybe, like, in sixth or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the music video where he's, like, literally over here, like, I don't know, all bruised up and, like, hearing a piano and just being, like, I'm here for you. Like, no matter what you throw at me, like, I'm here. And I feel like a lot of the songs I listen to are like that. Maybe I'm just a people pleaser. But... Um, but it is true. It's sort of like this love conquers all thing of mm-hmm. you just take whatever's being thrown at you because I love you so much. I'm willing to do anything. And this is how I show you that I love you so much. Yeah. I mean, now that I think of it, I'm just like, ooh, like, no, like, what am I like a rug? Please don't step all <laughs> over me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And I also like it reminds me of like toxic positivity. Also, like, even though like subconsciously you don't see it as something that's bad not subconsciously but you don't see it as something that's bad and then later on like you're like consuming those messages that you know yeah totally sometimes if without any context you know like the message can sometimes be like we you are you're supposed to endure like love is supposed to hurt or like you know you're supposed to endure all this abuse from you know the person that you care about like the show that you that it's true love or whatever it is. And uh, that's not necessarily like reality. That's just like, you're trying to sell a song or like a dramatic show or whatever. But if you're young and that's your, you know, you don't really have any context for that. Like it can definitely, I remember thinking when I was little that love was going to be this like dramatic, like soap opera, like thing. Like, you know, you slap him across the face, like all this stuff, but it's like, that is abuse. You know what I mean? Like all these things that like actually in reality, like that isn't what a healthy relationship looks like. But without that context, especially when you're young, like you might think like, oh, I need to prove like, you know, like I'm just not proving it hard. Like when this person mistreats me, it's because I'm not proving my love hard enough for this person. You know, it can lead to that. And it's just not good for your body, like the mm-hmm. ups and the downs yeah. of like the big butterfly feelings that people talk about where they expect that you have those feelings all the time. And something that I've been learning is that like, while those things, feelings are good, that of course, like that form of love and feelings won't last forever. And if they do last forever, then it's probably because there's a lot of like big highs and low lows in the relationship. Um, it kind of reminded me of a different conversation that we had had about um celebrity relationships and we had talked about specifically machine gun kelly and megan fox getting Mm -hmm. engaged and like their whole relationship in the media talking about like love being pain Mm -hmm. and that like love hurts and the fact that like he got her this engagement ring that when she takes it off it like hurts her when she takes it off and how many people who listen to his music who will sort of romanticize this Mm -hmm. idea of this is the way that it should be that if we aren't willing to like die for each other or endure huge amounts of pain for each other, then it must not be real. Exactly. Another song that came up as anybody who's visited stopthehurt.org and like seen our information about ourselves. Um, my favorite band is Paramore. And one of the songs that came up, I mean, of course to write music 
uh, for a lot of people is to write music about relationships. And this one is kind of about relationships, but the song that came to mind is Misery Business. Um, And the reason that I bring it up is because they don't perform the song anymore, um, mostly because the lead singer who wrote the song reflected on like the message that the song sends. If anybody's not familiar with the song, the song is basically about a person being interested um, like, and wanting to get into a relationship with this other person. And then this girl. So I'm assuming it's like the person who's the songwriter wants to get into a relationship with a guy and the guy ends up in a relationship with another girl. And the song is just says all these horrible things about this other girl. Mm. Um, And the fact that like, I'm just waiting for him to get tired of you. So then he can move on to be in a relationship with me. And another, I guess, kind of similar. We talked about it before we were recording this episode. We had talked about Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> and because uh, a lot of people say that her song Good For You is very similar, at least inspired by Misery Business. And the whole idea of like writing these songs that are sort of centered around jealousy of like, oh, well, good for you. Or either it's either good for you or like your days are numbered because he doesn't want to be with somebody like you. He wants to be with somebody like me like taylor swift you belong with me mm-hmm. another similar song um but it made me also think of like this dynamic in songwriting or at least a critical eye that people have about especially like young girls writing songs about relationships and people taking the stance or the perspective of all they do is write about relationships and you don't want to be in a relationship with this person because then when you break up, you're just going to become their next victim in the songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the way that people see Olivia Rodrigo. That's the way that people see Taylor Swift. That's the way that people see a lot of specifically like young female artists that Adele writes a lot of songs about love, and I don't really hear a lot of people have the same critiques about Adele. And Drake especially writes a lot of songs about (laughs) love and relationships and jealousy, hotline bling, like I see you wearing less and going out more, or like Marvin's room. Like these are people that he is clearly not in a relationship with, or maybe they broke up and now he's jealous to see them going out and doing things. But I don't see people having the same critiques of Drake as they do of like other young female songwriters, which sort of just kind of highlights like the sexism that's also in play when people talk about like writing songs about relationships. Another thing to consider when we hear music and we're being like critical about it. Yeah. Who are we being critical of and why are we being critical of them? And why aren't we being critical of like their male counterparts specifically if we're being critical of like female songwriters? Yeah, that is such a good, such a good point. On that note, let's take a self-compassion break and we will be back in just a few moments to finish our conversation about music. Our self-compassion tip is to create a playlist that makes you feel empowered. Music can have a quick impact on your mood and emotional well-being, so have a list of songs available that remind you to be kinder to yourself. Now, back to the episode. And welcome back. We wanted to take a little break to see if we could find some positive relationship songs. So we took a moment to flip through our playlist and uh, I don't know, let's talk about our results, shall we? (laughs) I'm embarrassed. I literally... Why? (laughs) Share with the group. I went through all the playlists I had on my phone. 
And there was nothing that I could think of. I was like, wow, this is a really positive song. It was just like, I mean, <laughs> some of them were bops. Some of them were bangers. Like, I can jam out to them. Did they have the best messages? No. <laughs> Even like, I have a, a playlist I would play with students that's clean pop hits. Even though mm. they're clean, they don't have like pretty like amazing messages. So now I'm questioning why I was playing that around students. But okay. <laughs> now I'm on the lookout. <laughs> I'm on the lookout for some feel good songs. So if anyone has any racks, you should totally hit us up. Yeah, I feel like one thing I noticed is I don't necessarily listen to a lot of, or at least I don't think I listen to a lot of relationship songs. A lot of the songs in here I had that were more positive, though, were more like, kind of more like confident. I would say more like confidence boosters and more like kind of empowerment songs, like, a, you know. Uh, one song I actually really like, it's not about relationships, but just Keep Your Head Up by Tupac. Uh I like to listen Good to that choice. song when I'm feeling a little low about the world and the work that we do here. Uh, but, you know, that you know that's more about, like, just the struggle of women in general versus relationships. Uh, and then I have a few that, like, twin them. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> a friend. It's more like a, a song for friendship, I feel, you know, than, than relationships necessarily. But that's kind of where I was at with mine. Not, not a whole lot. Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> Mine's similar. Like one of those first songs that I have a lot of like empowerment or like self-love songs, songs that have to do with like the relationship with yourself, like mm-hmm. Soulmate by Lizzo. Yeah. Or, um, but the one relationship song that did come up that I do listen to a lot, because along with being a Paramore stan, I'm also an Ariana Grande stan. <laughs> and um, POV uh, was one of the songs that came up, which for people who aren't familiar with the song, it's basically like, I want to love me the way that you love me. And I want to trust me the way that you trust me. Just feeling so loved and cared for and appreciated by the person that they're in a relationship with that, uh, that she also wants to feel the same way about herself as this person feels about her, which is great. And another one of her songs that I thought of that comes up that kind of has both messaging like relationship and like relationship with yourself messaging is like just like magic and it's about like manifesting good things for yourself but and part of that is like not manifesting like the bad things in relationships like we are not going to be sharing our passwords to our phone to build trust and we're not going to do these other things we're going to focus on like taking care of ourselves another one that just came up that i thought of was like nasa i'm going to put all these on the playlist yeah by, uh, yeah by the way we're we, going to make a yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> We're going to make a playlist um, of songs. So please check it out. I will put NASA by Ariana Grande on it too. Look up the lyrics. Um, I won't talk too much to take up too much time, but it's basically like it's okay to have alone time while also being in a relationship. And that's okay. It's definitely something we need to hear. I was just thinking when you were talking about um, the POV song, and I don't, I'm, I, I may or may not have heard the songs. Like sometimes y'all will name it song and I'm like, I don't know. And then I'll listen to it and I'm like, oh, I've heard this a hundred times. So I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> But it made me think of something I heard the other day was someone was saying um, about they were talking about like, you know, like wishing you're like, you know, it was someone who had gotten out of a bad relationship and they were talking about like wanting the person to like say all these things to them and all the things that the person like that they were like dying to hear for this person to say to them. But the person never said those things to them. And then they turned around and said, well, I'm going to start saying those things to myself. And it's things like, you know, like just things you want to hear in a relationship. Right. Like. 
I enjoy your company. Like, I want to hear what you have to say. Like, I like your opinions. Um, But things that we don't necessarily think to say to ourselves, but could really are very affirming things that if no one else is saying them to you, like, at least we can find them in like, you know, our own self-compassion and our own, the the way we talk to ourselves, right? That's so true. I had a friend who posted something on social media that was very similar that was basically like if somebody asked you to make a list of all the people that you love, how far would you get down the list before you got to yourself? Oh, who? <laughs> My heart. And I was She's like, gone. oh, that really hit me and made me reflect on a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So music definitely, I think, you know. I feel like the first half we were definitely, you know, kind of making it sound like it's all horrible and it's just, you know, getting inside of our heads, but in a negative way. But I definitely have found, you know, comfort into listening to some songs that can uplift and pull me out of, you know, pull me out of the funk, pull me out of the sads. (laughs) Yeah, music reflects how we feel, the good and the bad. And part of that is our relationships, too. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's wrap up this episode with our prevention and action tip. Yay. And our prevention and action tip for this episode is to be aware of what media you're consuming and how it may be normalizing unhealthy relationships or even may be supporting healthy relationships. And if you like a lot of the music that normalizes unhealthy relationships or talks about things like jealousy, show yourself compassion because... Um, media does reflect who we are, but it also the reason, as we said before, people make these, this kind of music because it's relatable. Mm-hmm. We can relate to it in some way, um, which is unfortunate because we want everybody to have healthy relationships. But if you're not in a healthy relationship or you weren't in the past and you make music, there's a good chance you'll make music about the unhealthy relationships too. So just listen more to the media that you consume. If you're the kind of person who doesn't really look at the lyrics of the music, like a song you're listening to, or you don't really pay attention to what's going on in the music video if people still watch music videos um (laughs) take a second to listen a little bit harder or watch a little bit closer to see what sort of stuff is getting normalized so in the meantime speak up speak out and be outspoken 